Almighty, ever-living God, who are wonderful in the ordering of all your works, may those you have redeemed understand that there exists nothing more marvelous than the world's creation in the beginning, except that, at the end of the ages, Christ our Passover has been sacrificed, who lives and reigns forever and ever. If you were at the Easter Vigil at St. Mary, you heard me sing those words. This prayer references the two greatest things in the history of the world. In our modern day, there are those who would challenge the validity of both. On the one hand, there are those who would say that the creation of the world is a matter of random chance. On the other hand, there are those who would say that Jesus is not the Christ, that he is not the Son of God, that he is not the Passover Lamb. What utter foolishness! On the first part, it does not take much work from the natural sciences to see the beauty and order that is in the universe, that is even in a single flower, or in the function of our own hand. I could go on describing many other things, but just to look at the wonder of nature and imagine that there is no God, to me, is absolute lunacy. Yet so many people seem to want to go in that direction. I think the reason they go in that direction is the exact same reason why so many want to reject Jesus and his claims. They find it, in their estimation, an absurd proposal, that if there is a God, he would choose to be involved in this creation. But if we believe that there is a God who has created such order as to balance the equations of gravity in such a way that the sun and the earth are balanced, that we are not crushed or do not float off the earth because of the power of the earth's gravity, uh, you can name any other science or part of science and find it in it something that points to God. I know there are many agnostics who refuse to acknowledge it is God, but they are only fooling themselves by calling creation an effort of an intelligent design. Who is the, that intelligent designer other than God? Since we have an, have an intellect that can understand the order that we see around us, it is fully rational that we would pursue understanding the order that we see. As an historical fact, the creation of modern scientific methods came from the influence of Christianity. Prior to Christianity, pagan religions had multiple gods, the god of the sky, the god of fire, the god of storms, you name it, they created a god for it. But with the ascendancy of Christianity and the dismissal of these nature gods, people began to ask questions about why there is such order in the world, and modern science was born, out of Christianity. So holding on to a rational pursuit of God is rational. But there is no way that God could be fully discovered as he has been unless he chose to reveal himself to us. This, of course, brings us to Jesus. All that Jesus did and said, reveal him as the Son of God, the incarnate Word, who was with the Father at the moment of creation, who came in a moment in time for one purpose, to live, to reveal the love of God, to suffer, to die, to rise again. All of these are the single purpose of the life of Jesus of Nazareth, Son of God, Son of Man, who died and rose again to reveal to us the wonders of a God whose care for us is so complete that he orders even the smallest atom to conform to his rules for his creation. This is who we are here this evening, not just to honor, but to adore. Who could possibly be more worthy of such devotion? Who could possibly be more completely our Savior? 
This is why I quoted the prayer after our first reading. Let me repeat again to close my comments for this evening. Almighty, ever-living God, who are wonderful in the ordering of all your works, may those you have redeemed understand that there exists nothing more marvelous than the world's creation in the beginning, except that at the end of the ages, Christ our Passover has been sacrificed, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.